Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris, and today's co-host is both Steve and Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? Good morning, hockey fans. And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So uh, how is life, gents? Uh, it's been a rough one the past four days for me. Uh, the toughest person i've ever met in my life my mom who battled cancer for 10 years so she uh, beat breast cancer she beat leukemia once uh yeah the leukemia came back and then covid crept in and uh took her down a notch and then all of a sudden she had a blood infection and she fought that hard for 72 hours. She did not want to give up. But then in the end, it was just too much. Uh, she essentially died from complications to leukemia from septic shock. So not a great, you know, little bit of time. But going back through it, you know, my mom was your, you know, prototypical hockey mom, right? She had three boys, a husband. You know, was cooking <laughs> massive meals <laughs> all the time. Three boys, even though Sault Ste. Marie is not a big city, you know, we would be, you know, sometimes practicing in, you know, three different arenas at the same time. You know, tournament weekends were just crazy, you know. And the older you get, when you think about it, when you start doing this with your own kids, or just even, you know, when you can sit back and appreciate how little time you have, you know, in just general life, right? When you're busy with work and everything else, just piecing it together, like how much parents sacrifice for their kids when it comes to sports and other activities, just how much they sacrifice in general, right? Uh, you know, that really, really hit home. So, uh, but that brings me to the beauty and the power of sport, right? You know, some people don't give it enough credit. You know, music's the same way too, right? It's just one of these things that can unite us and bring back powerful memories. But, you know, Chris and I connected, you know, through hockey, just loving goalie gear. You know, GGSU uh, <laughs> was a big thing. That's yeah. how we never met in person. We just started chatting in that group and then the whole hockey strike going on with the, you know, and uh, me following a cart of devils because of biz nasty jumping on over, you know, and he was lighting it up over there. I asked Chris, cause we were chatting to send me over a Jersey. And then that sparked, you know, a lifelong friendship. Now uh, it helped spark pigeonhole hockey because Chris yeah. and I would just shoot the shit about hockey for hours on end. Uh, much to the annoyance of our wives uh, that they put up with it. <laughs> but yeah, you couldn't get us to stop talking. Chris is like, we, like, let's throw this together, right? Let's do a podcast. And I was like, that sounds like a good plan to me. Uh, Chris's inspiration to follow junior hockey was just brilliant. Um, you know, because we were just, again, we say it in the intro, right? Just two knucklehead goalies talking about hockey. You know, and I don't have the pull of a Bissonette or a Gretzky. I don't have that knowledge. <laughs> I like to think I do. Um, but, the you know, the beauty of junior hockey, following your hometown team, you know, following these other players that are chasing their goals. And we've met amazing people. Goldie, 
I now consider a good friend. He's a great guy and he's got a lot of potential to, to rip her on up. I hope he cracks the end so we can be huge Goldie fans, right? Just not for the Bruins or the Leafs, Goldie. I'm just telling you, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> I think he'll take that contract. <laughs> well, I won't blame him if he does. I'll just tell him I do have to shit on him if he does a bit. Um, <laughs> but back to the power of sport, you know. So uh, I wasn't doing well yesterday at all. And there was no NHL hockey for me to watch. And I'm a huge fan of Wrexham now. You know, people can call it a bandwagon, but I thought it was the perfect team for me to follow when it came to European, you know, English football over here, soccer, right? Because their hometown, Wrexham, reminded me of my hometown, you know, a blue collar, hardworking town, right? That's who they were and their sport meant everything to them. So just to sort of bring that back to the hockey world, like growing up in Sault Ste. Marie, we had the Hounds. That's what we had in Sault Ste. Marie. There's not much there. You, know, you can go fishing, hunting, you know, all the outdoor stuff, but there, it's not a ton in that city. So the Hounds meant a lot to the community. So I'll quickly crap on the Espo <laughs> um, brothers uh, for uh, – trying to sell the team at one point that ripped the hearts of the community. And I will never forgive Phil for that. Shame on you. Shame on you. But it means that much to everybody. And it's something that can unite and bring people together. You know, like we've now Sam's a buddy of ours. We've got this network of guys that we're all friends with and we're talking with in the hockey community. So yesterday I uh, wrote a tribute to my mom. It was one of the toughest things I've ever had to do in my life took me four hours to get through it, boys. It was, it was a rough one, but it felt better. But then the Rexham was about to play soccer. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to pour myself into this game today. I'm just going to let it all go right now and just let sport, you know, zone me out. And it worked. It was beautiful. But one of their players, Ben Tozier, one of their defenders, God, this guy's got a throw in that's just amazing. But, you know, big, strong, stoic in the back end. And uh, he lost his father suddenly to colon cancer. And it was due to the fact that his dad was just ignoring symptoms, right? So uh, to any listeners out there, you know, you just feel off or something's off or somebody's talking to you about it. Go get checked out. Because that's the one time hope and prayers aren't going to help you. You know, you need you need the medical attention. You need somebody to look at you. So don't hesitate. Go get checked out. And his dad's the perfect example of that. He went and got checked out and it was just too late for him. And he lost his dad suddenly. And uh, Ben had opened up that he had actually cried on the field before one match because it just hits you, you know, out of nowhere. And I'm sure when I go to the Hockey Fights Cancer game at, you know, here in Arizona, um, I don't want the camera on me because I will be sobbing wearing my mom's jersey. But, you know, I'll go there and I will honor her. But for Ben Tozier, I just mentioned to him on Wrexham, like on through X, Twitter, whatever Muskie wants to call it now. Um, you know, alluding to the power of sport and saying, sorry for your loss. I lost my mom, but I'm going to pour my heart into the game today. And he actually took the time to respond, which he's a pro athlete, right? He could have, you know, I... God only knows how many messages he gets. And, you know, you know, how this goes on social media, people crapping on people more than giving their praise. Right. So uh, but he took the time to respond. And, uh, you know, my daughter, Maddie, it just lit her up this morning when I showed that to her. It made me feel great because, again, a pro athlete taking the time just to acknowledge, you know, that what we're going through is not easy. It sucks. It really sucks. Um, but. Again, the beauty and the power of sport is amazing. So, you know, Chris was talking to us before the podcast because, guys, it always happens, 10, 15 minutes of us chatting and realizing we should be talking about this on the air. But how many parents reach out to him and coaches and players? But it's the parents and coaches reaching out about the players on their team, right, that mean the most. Because when I'm watching my daughters play soccer, they're my favorite athlete in the world. I'm a huge Habs fan. I'm now a huge Wrexham fan. I would rather watch them play more than anybody else. So we get it. You know, when a parent, you know, wants to talk about their kid and, you know, promote them, like, hell yeah. You know, we get, we, we totally understand. 
you know, chase that dream, play the sport that you love and pour your heart and soul into it. Cause you know, uh, I, not everybody, I know Chris is, wasn't a huge fan of, uh, European football and soccer. And I get it. Cause there's a lot of diving. Um, not so much in the league that Wrexham plays in right now. And the, the ladies sport, by the way, is tough as nails. Those ladies do not die. Oh, I'll so watch women's soccer all day long. Oh, they're just they're actually athletes. Yeah. yeah. They just, they go at it. And, and I'm not taking a yeah. shot at Wrexham. They don't, that, I, mean, I haven't seen a Wrexham player dive. They don't like when Paul Mullen, I actually saw a live man. He had punctured lung and, you know, I think three or four broken ribs. So when he was down, he was down, but it's, that's the great thing about sports, right? It just allows it to zone out. My dad zoned out for a bit after losing his wife yesterday, just to watch the blue Jays lose, but watch the blue Jays, you know, and it helped. It really helped. You could see the change in my dad and I could feel the change in me even for, you know, a few hours yesterday. So it was huge. And that's why I'm on the podcast today. Um, love talking hockey, love talking hockey with my buddies and love promoting young players that are, you know, chasing their hockey dreams. So, um, you know, with that, I'll turn it over to Chris, but, you know, again, just everybody, you know, when you're something is off, just go see your doctors, you know, just don't hesitate on it because it's not worth it in the end. And, there's more than just us in life. You know, we've got loved ones that care about us and um, some of these things are easily preventable. That's all. So I'll leave it at that. Love you, mom. Uh, love the sport. And over to you, Chris. First of all, condolences. Sorry for your loss. I know it's been a rough time. We've talked about it a lot off the podcast. Um but uh, want to share it officially here on the podcast that uh, we're all thinking about you. We've seen all the messages of support um, from our whole uh, interior pigeon hockey podcast community here. So, uh, you know, you know, number one condolences uh, on your loss, Steve. Um, you know, I know you're not alone at the moment as we also want to pass on our condolences to the uh, commissioner, the Eastern Ontario junior hockey league, Mark French, uh, previous guest on this episode multiple times. We love talking breakfast. Uh, he also, within the same 24 hour window lost his father. Uh, so we want to pass on our condolences to Mark as well and the French family. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it's tough it, losing someone that close to you. Um, there's not really words that can help in, in a time like that. It, it's a lot more action and, it's, and back to what you were saying in terms of sport. I think in the tough times of loss in my life, I've turned to hockey. Um, mm -hmm. Like you say, you don't you don't have any NHL distractions right now, but I've got you know NFL football, college football, Major League Baseball. Huge fan of every possible level of hockey, uh, Aussie rules football, and uh, yeah, I turn to sport. It's a it's a welcome distraction from real life, and it's a welcome distraction from real life in a lot of circumstances. You know, and, and I think sometimes we forget that professional athletes are people. I think a lot of fans forget professional athletes have families, they have parents, they have children, they have spouses and siblings. And, you know, uh, people can be harsh on the Internet. And when, when they receive some kind words, and especially if they're going through something extremely similar at that time, um, they're going to be. You know, and it's it's great he reached back out to you and and was able to uh you know share, um, at, at this time. So, yeah, no, it's um, it's it, it, it's it's amazing. And you know, going back to what Chris was saying, you know, we'll you know you, we're both forgetting that the human component to this, right? Um, you know, we've seen a lot of times where players go out and you know they'll get that big goal for somebody who's suffering or for their they lose a parent and people wonder like, how can they get out there and do that? Like, how can you go play when somebody just passed away like a day or so ago? Right. And it's because, you know, of that, you know, great distraction, you know, that little takeaway, you know, from life, that little escape that we all need. And, you know, it, this really hits home, you know, now, cause I'll go back and I'll watch clips. Cause I know of times when players have played through something like this and it just, you know, drives it home, right? Because it's the same thing for them. Like I said, I'll go back to it. I've never, my daughter, 
Um, if she played hockey, she would have been the meanest defender out there. Um, <laughs> but she plays with a level of intensity every game. Like she's there for her teammates. She's there to win. And yesterday's practice, there was just a fire in her belly that I've never seen before. She was ripping it up. And I just said to her, that's what you got to bring. You want to go pro with this? That's what you've got to bring every single time. So, you know, when people pass away, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Like, you know, nothing's ever going to replace my mom, but you know, if Maddie can use that as inspiration to push herself through and go after her dreams, then, Hey, you know, there's a silver lining to this, right? Even the silver lining is her just being there with her buddies and sharing the joy of the sport, right? That's, you know, that's a big thing. And the other thing too, is the community, like her, we call these people and I don't say the term family lightly ever, you know, um, even the word friend, you know, um, you've got to be a really good person to be my friend. Um, used to be in life. I used to think like, Oh, I'm friends with everybody. Eh, not everybody gets that from me. Now you got to really earn it and you got to be a quality person. Um, but we've got a soccer family now we've got good, good people surrounding us and it's making it that much easier and that much better. So, and again, that's the whole thing about community. And that's why too, like on Twitter and these other platforms, when people are just being idiots, talking about players and trashing this and trashing that, you know, you can ignore it. Like it, we'll say this right now, Chris, like not huge fans of Brad Marchand, the hockey player, right? Because of his right. antics. Great guy in the community though. That's the one thing you can't argue is he's great to the community. And, you know, kudos to him for that. They just knock off the licking stuff and that type of stuff on the ice. And nobody cares about you being the past, like knock the other crap off. And then people could yeah. be your, you can be your true fan. Right. But Hey, great to the community. And that's what means more than anything else. Right. So yeah. on that note though, Chris and Sam, let's talk about some of these awesome junior players that uh, we love talking about. Yeah. And uh, before we jump into that, uh, I know ladies and gentlemen, we were, we said, or I did say on the last episode, uh, wasn't going to drop a standout players, positional players for the NCDC and USPHL premier uh, Western divisions uh, until the end of October. But honestly, the first couple weeks of play, uh, minus Fresno, Kasari boys, you're the only team that didn't play in September. I've been wondering um, where they, they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they 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 play because we're recording this on four October. So yeah, they play on the fifth. They'll be their they'll be their opener. So excited to finally see Fresno hit the ice. But uh, sorry, monsters, there will be no monsters on this episode because uh, they haven't played yet. So. They're going to be scary, though. We know that the monsters are always scary, but. I tell you, the, the players have been so incredible that I didn't think I'd have a list this big already between the NCDC and the USPHO Premier of standout players that I had to trim down to five and ten per because we're going to do a top five NCDC positional standouts and top ten USPHO Premier positional standouts. And I'm going to really trim it back because I wasn't going to do it anyway. So I'm going to keep it super short and not go into crazy detail because otherwise, again, this episode would be stupidly long but i really felt like these players deserve their own spotlight this month that's what we're going to go with here so that is what we're going to do so we're probably going to start out in the ncdc all right well let's talk about some defenders the guys that protect those keepers my friend so we're going to talk about the top five but starting from five to two first chris so who are you looking at as the, the number five position there for the NCDC top defenders? Yeah, it was it was hard to trim this back to five, but these really are the five. Um, and for each of one of these these players, I X when they do something great, I notice it, and then when they do something great twice, I give them an X, and then every single time after that, I give them an X, and I usually write down why they stood out in that exact moment, whether. Four check, back check, you know, smart hit because there are smart hits versus dumb hits. I saw a bunch of dumb hits where a bunch of y'all deserve to be suspended uh, this past <laughs> couple weeks, but um, I won't shout out your names on this. But yeah, it's these are the players that got the most X's, so to speak, on my noticing. So yeah, and number five, it's going to be from the Ogden Mustangs, the 03 from Stockholm, Sweden, Teddy Hember. Offensive defenseman with silky mitts and a high hockey IQ. Really, really had a good really had a good month 
Then at number four, it's going to be from the Pueblo Bulls, the 06 out of Kiev, Ukraine, Mikita Bondriev. Solid defensive play in the D zone, goal-saving plays, incredible hockey IQ. At number three, again, we're going to stay in Pueblo. It's going to be Wilson Clare, the 03 out of Erie, Colorado. Excellent back check, goal-saving plays, plays both sides of the puck really well, and he's a hard skater. And then at number two, and this is hard, it was hard for me to pick a number one here, but Richard Darina, the 05 out of, I'm going to say it's Ilva, Slovakia. Uh, he plays on the Ogden Mustangs. Again, hockey IQ is just incredible. His head is on a swivel. He has no give up. Gets back into it. Breaks up offensive chances. Just, just a smart playmaker. All right. And who do you have slotted? Who earned this, in your opinion, Chris, as the top NCDC Defender of the Month? Uh, for us here on the Pigeon Hockey Podcast, it's going to be the 04 from Westchester, Pennsylvania, on the Ogden Mustangs, Grant Heinemann. Actively moving, looking to open up the play, really good puck control, looking for outlets, great great keep, you know, just a great job keeping players to the outside. Everything you want out of the defenseman, Heinemann has just, he has it. An unbelievable play. Well-earned. Excellent. And then now we're going to talk about some top forwards of the month of September. Uh, we'll start at number five, Chris. Yeah, so in the NCDC at number five, and I'm going to slaughter his name. I know I've heard it multiple times. I'm still going to slaughter it. But he's the <laughs> 05 out of Brandon, Manitoba from the Provo Predators, and it's Ikum Dalawai. He's just everywhere on the ice. He's like a ninja. I mean, he's just everywhere. I don't – incredible. Just an incredible forward. Really hoping to see a little bit more of him in Provo. Provo's only had a couple games, but he's really stood out. At number four, we got Jack O'Rourke. He's the uh, 04 from Louisville, Colorado. He plays on the Falls Bud Kings. He doesn't give up on the play, smart in the offensive zone, fights to keep the play alive, and he really opens up the ice. He does the things to open up the ice and grab the attention towards him. At number three, it's going to be Pueblo Bulls uh, forward Thomas Sousey, the 03 out of, I'm going to say, Desjardins, Quebec. Again, the hockey IQ with this kid. Very excited to see him come up with the, the program this season. And he provides great feeds. And he really does good at like reading the play. He has excellent reads. He knows where he's supposed to be and what, what to do to open up a lane. And we're going to stay in Pueblo again for number two. And this is going to be Owen Ames, the 04 out of Spokane, Washington. He's everywhere on the ice. He draws penalties. He blocks shots. He applies pressure. And I know we mentioned him on this podcast, but I call him the Brad Marchand of the Mountain Division. He is just a pest that every other team hates but would love to have him on their team. And then who you got for the month of September as the top NCDC forward? That is going to be the 05 out of Rogers, Minnesota from the Ogden Mustangs, Peyton Struck. The wheels on this kid, unbelievable. Hockey IQ, unbelievable he's a solid checker he develops plays and he puts up the points really impressed with Peyton Struck all right and now it is tendy time our favorite time <laughs> yes <So>. it is <laughs> no bias here boys always always bias so <laughs> let's talk number four through two Chris who are the five through two NCDC goalies of the month? Yeah, so number five, we're going to be right back in Pueblo. It's going to be the 04 out of Minsk, Belarus, Nikita Volsky. 73 of 80 shots stopped so far. He's got a 9-1-3. He's got a 1-1 one one record. And for the goalies, I had to modify my I usually have at least like the goalies have to play a certain amount of games. Usually they've had to play at least four games or face at least 120 shots to be considered for my top 10. Um, you can't just play one or two games that month and get a shutout and have me list you. I want to see the consistency in the play. And I know it's harder for us goalies, but I had to modify it for September. So I basically said a minimum of two games or a minimum of 60 shots face to be able to clear my top 10. And uh, yeah, Volsky. Great with Pueblo. Uh, really excited to see this kid keep playing. And number four, we got Cameron Hollins, the 04 from Ottawa, Ontario on the Ogden Mustangs. Again, he's faced, I think, 60 shots so much. I, I have 160, but that's not possible. Um, well, it's possible. Um, Chris, we're putting, Chris, we're now putting him in urban legend. He was the goalie that faced 160 <laughs> shots in two games. 
<laughs> oh, well, ask ETA. He might be that guy. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Cameron Hollins. Uh, it should have been 55 to 60 shots faced here. Really, I mean, again, incredible play with Cameron Hollins. Really impressed with this play so far and getting used to some of these kids yet. So all five of these goalies that I have listed – haven't seen him play before before this season so really really impressed with him and number three we're going to go back to idaho with the 04 from praha shekia lucas Malant stopped 85 to 91 shots face so far this month really impressed with his play looking for that first win but uh he's going to get it with his play i mean he's just incredible netminder really impressed with his leg movements and number two it's going to be vladislav brzgalov the 06 out of haddonfield new jersey stopped 69 to 73 Oh man, I tell you what, he's a one zero and one right now, and that <laughs> that overtime loss is a heartbreaker. Uh, it got by him, and we all have those goals uh, that get by us. But uh, really impressed with everything this kid has done already. Is an O six, unbelievable. All right, so let's talk about the Pigeonhole Hockey number one goalie of the month out of the NCDC. Uh, this shouldn't come as a shocker, but this is going to be from the Provo Predators, the 04 out of Cedarburg, Wisconsin, Michael Polston, stopping all but one of 72 shots this season so far, posting a shutout. And whew, I think um, I think Idaho is, is looking back right now, wondering if they should have kept him. And then, you know, my, this might be the fire that launches into oh, the next year. Oh, dear God. Jesus. Oh, is it that time? Are you guys getting the, the alert? test of the national. Okay, that's great. Thank you for the fucking <laughs> test. Now turn it off. Holy crap. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, thank you for the test, assholes. Holy the whole fuck. <laughs> God. Well, like, you I have just a little, had a fucking hockey. Michael Polson cost an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he uh, certainly did for my fantasy team. Oh, dear God. <laughs> he did. Guys, there is shit in my pants. Um. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> you guys got the the thing they've been warning us about for like weeks on the podcast so well, got them <laughs> that's what we're gonna have to do every time we announce the number one goalie now i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to get that screeching alarm to go on off out of nowhere alert. just play the capital gold horn basically <laughs> i love that sound that is my, that is one of my favorite sounds in the world second favorite and, sound and, in the world. and then also now announcing the new uh sponsor for pigeonhole hockey attends adult diapers for the co-host <laughs> that shits his pants when a loud sound happens we'll be sponsored by dentures oh, yeah. in a few years too right anyways <laughs> yeah sorry to steal your thunder uh, 70 but, of 71 shots is impressive, Chris. But, yeah, 71 of 72 shots. Oh, 71 like, uh, of 72. My apologies. Well, but still, close amazing. enough. <laughs> close enough. But yeah, he's uh, really, really been impressive and uh, even causes an, a national alarm. So <laughs> wait to see him uh, at the next level. <laughs> so, And actually, this might be a great time to mention the sponsor for this episode. And that's, of course, DraftKings. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. We again want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. But yeah, let's move on to the premiere, boys. All right. So for the premiere, um, we're going to be doing a little bit more players. We'll be doing 10, 10 per category, and we're going to start on the D-line, Chris. Yeah, so on the D-line, and you know, I didn't do my uh, my due diligence here to eliminate all the guys below number 10, so I have to work my way up to 10. So number 10 here is going to be 
The 0-4 from Calgary, Alberta with the Ontario Junior Reign, Braden Powell. No give up in his game. Solid stay-at-home defenseman with excellent back check. At number nine from the Lake Tahoe Lakers, the 0-4 from Genoa, Ohio, Nolan Huss. Solid on the blue line and a really good back check. At number eight, Ian Flick, the 0-3 out of Lakewood, California with the Long Beach Shredders. He's the alternate captain. He's a solid stay-at-home defenseman. He doesn't give up any of those really crappy plays, so to speak, and he's, uh, he's not skittish on the attack. Really, really impressed with Ian's play so far this season. And number seven, the 05 from Bakersfield, California, with the Bakersfield Roughnecks, Nathan Bicknell. Um, or Nathan Bicknell. I think it's Nathan Bicknell. I don't know why I said Bicknell. Yeah, I'm making your name more fancy, Nate. But uh, Nathan <laughs> Bicknell... He's uh, still blocking shots in the third period of a blowout win. That says a lot about a player's character. As um, Sebastian would say, the gas factor, the give a shit factor. Really, really impressed with Bignell already. Uh, number six is going to be the 04 out of Puchev, Slovakia, on the Verna Oilers, Philip Lozani. No shock here. Uh, he could stick handle in a phone booth. <laughs> and uh, he's picked up right where he left off last season. At number five, it's going to be Noah Starup, the 05 out of Arlington, Washington with the Bellingham Blazers. He's a stay-at-home defender. He takes away the threat, and he takes away the threat a lot of times using his body. Really, really has stood out so far this season. I, I A lot of these guys, I had to look up their numbers, and then because some of these plays, especially with defenders, they're not announcing who's doing it. So I've had to reach out to actually some of the teams in these scenarios and being like, especially Rogue Valley, we're going to get to that. Because uh, I have no idea what the number is on the ice with those Rogue Valley jerseys. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Noah Starup, I had to look him up and figure out who he was because he just kept making smart plays. I'm like, who the hell is this number? And I looked him up. I'm like, oh, Noah Starup. So really impressed with him so far. Uh, at number four, it's going to be Marcus Glenn, uh, the Casper Roughnecks. He's an 3 out of Santa Gwyn, Utah. Big body, goal-saving play in game one. He's got a great back check. Honestly, Really, really impressed with Glenn already. I know I've mentioned him on a previous podcast, but uh, he's number four. And number three, it's going to be Diego Flota, the 03 out of Regina, Saskatchewan with the Ontario Junior Reign. Big body D-man with nice wheels, still making defensive actions without a stick. When you lose your stick and you're still making all the right plays, I'm really impressed. I mean, he's, he's really impressed so far this season. He's got a bunch of check marks next to his name. Speaking of the Rogue Valley Royals, at number two is going to be Blaze Ebbinghaus. Couldn't figure out who this kid was on the ice because I couldn't read the number. Even in slow motion, zoom up and everything. So I reached out to uh, the Ruddles. I'm like, can you tell me who this is? And they're like, can you just send us a video? Because I can tell by the skate who who the player is. And I sent them the video. and like, oh, that's that's our captain. That's Blaze Ebbinghaus. I'm like, that makes sense. He's a stay-at-home defender. He keeps the threats to the outside. He's blocking shots. He's ended Michigan attempts. There's this one series of, I think it's about 10 seconds long, where he ends the Michigan attempt. He makes this great play where he gets a guy outside the zone, and then he dives in front of a shot. I'm just like, who is he? And Because I couldn't read the number. <laughs> because it's, well, I guess we're working on that. But good-looking jerseys, you just can't read them on TV at all to save your life. But um, yeah, really, really impressive. <laughs> it's, uh, have you seen them yet? Have you seen those jerseys on, on Flow Hockey? I haven't had a chance to actually watch the games yet because I don't have I don't have access yet. I gotta. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing the new jerseys in person uh, in a couple weeks from now. But uh, but yeah, the new captain Blaze and uh, I mean I loved watching him last year, so it's not that shocking to hear him on this uh, first standouts of the month. But uh, on to who's your number one, Chris? Uh, number one this month is going to be none other than the 05 out of Phoenix, Arizona, Logan Walls. I drafted him. I couldn't be any more happy. He has been something so far on the and this is this is a team that has Nick Bonaldi on it. And Nick Bonaldi's on my list. He didn't make my top 10. Logan Walls was really I'm really, really impressed with this kid. For an 05, he's a solid defenseman, excellent back checker. He's a playmaker, man. He's always looking to make the play. I'm really impressed with his play so far. Therefore, he earns the, the most check marks of the month, and therefore that is Logan Walls. All right. So let's now talk about the people that torture us, tendies. The USPHL yeah. Premier Top Forwards, number 10 through 2 to start. This is hard. Um, so this list is huge for me. A lot of you stood out. And so as mentioned there in the previous portion with Nick Benaldi, 
I notice a lot of you guys throughout this, but I'm looking for those, those moments that really stand out to me all month long. And there's a lot of you that got noticed goalies, defenders, forwards, and this list with the premiere alone on forwards says it all. It's huge. I had to cut it back to 10. So if you didn't make the list, doesn't mean I don't, I didn't notice you. It just, it is what it is. There can only be a top 10. Can't list all of them. Uh, there's <laughs> like 400, 500. There can only be 10 instead of there can only be one. <laughs> yeah, there can only be 10. And, you know, there's like over 400 of you playing. I can't I can't list everybody. So at number 10 this month, it's going to be the 05 out of Surrey, British Columbia from the San Diego Sabres, Jackson Taylor. Good stick handler, creates open ice. I'm really impressed with this play from he, – he's taken a big leap from even last season. So it's that's going to be Jackson Taylor. At number nine, it's going to be from the Vernal Oilers. 03, American Swiss player from Harrison, New York. We've had him on this podcast before. We're big fans. He dangles and dances the puck around, and that's going to be Mario Paganini. Great to see him there in an Oilers jersey and uh, really impressed with his play. He's really stood out in, in Vernal so far. And uh, if I'm a tier two team, I'm thinking maybe I made a mistake because <laughs> he look, he's looking good down there in Vernal right now. Number eight, it's going to be Caden LaRock-Wolf. The 03 out of Mesquasis, Alberta. Uh, he's with the Ontario Junior Reign. Again, another one of my fantasy players there. So very happy to have him on this list. But he's a skilled stick handler. He puts the puck in the back of the net. Give him time and space, and he's going to make it pay. Uh, really, really impressed with this play so far this season. And number seven is going to be Roman Wallenick, the 05 out of Langley, British Columbia, with the Seattle Totems. He fights to make the play happen. I mean, Everything he was doing in Bellingham last year, he's doing in Seattle this year. He really stands out on the ice. Keeping it right in Seattle for number six is going to be Jesse James Aiken. Uh, he's the 04 out of Scarborough, Ontario. You know, with him, quality give-and-go plays. The moves on this kid, the wheels, it's amazing. I think he just scored the overtime winner on Saturday night. Really, really impressed. He's, again, another player that's just upped his game this season. Very impressed with him. And number five, it's going to be, <laughs> sorry, boys, keeping it in Seattle, Luke Anthony. Uh, he's an 04 from California. He's offensively gifted, good four checker, but he makes smart plays in the defensive zone as well as prevents scoring chances. He's a great two-way forward. His skill set so far this season Really, really impressed with his play uh, with the Seattle Totems. At number four, it's going to be from the Lake Tahoe Lakers, the 03 from Canada, Isaiah Fernandez. Great skilled forward, has really good hockey IQ, no give up in his game. And he had an amazing pass off his back in the first weekend of play. I've got to send this to you guys. Beautiful, beautiful, smart hockey play. Now, the top three, I'll say this. I really had a, I had a problem trying to pick who's going to be number one out of the top three. One guy made it easy because he's missed a couple games, um, and I don't know why, so he's going to be number three. But had he made these couple games, I don't know. I don't know who would be number one right now. These three are incredible, and if there's a tier two team missing a forward, listen to these names and get these players. And number three is Gavin Frack. The 03 out of Reading, Connecticut from the Las Vegas T-Birds. Again, how is he not on a tier two roster? I think he's on an NCDC. I think he might be with a, I don't know, it's a green logo. I don't know. Uh, I have to think of what the, the team is over there in the NCDC East, but probably maybe he's there. Maybe he missed his couple games because he's there. Um, but I tell you what, he has been incredible with the puck. He has a nose for the puck. I mean, it's just really, really impressed with Gavin Frack so far this season. At number two, Roman Cherniak, the 04 from Medicine Hat, Alberta with the Long Beach Shredders. I'm very happy. I think they mentioned in the first broadcast that he decided to come. He was almost going to give up hockey. I'm going to tell you, I'm happy he decided to come back to hockey. He's got great wheels, and he just bulldozes his way to the net. He keeps his head up, and he looks for a pass versus a shoot opportunity. High hockey IQ, moves to keep the lanes open, and draws players towards him, causing chasers to lose sense of their systems and expose threats. So, 
I, he has a like in the most recent game, and this is going to be featured on our. It might already be featured by the time you guys listen to this. He had a. I, he didn't have an assist on the plane. I don't know how, because he passed it directly too. So maybe it's just a mistake. Uh, so I'm listing it as a non-assist assist because this is an assist. On Saturday, that was just one of the filthiest things you'll see all season. Now Walton, it was Walton's hat trick goal on Saturday. But boys, I'm going to send this to you. It's a thing of beauty. It's an absolute thing of beauty. Chris, How he's not me, on I a love, tier two I love team. filthy. I love beauty and I love dirty. So send it my way, buddy. I'll lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he earns number two. All right. So talk to us about number one. Number one comes from the land down under. He's an 03 from Sydney, Australia. He's with the Bellingham Blazers. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. This young man is from the Oz, and there must be two of them because he seems to be everywhere on the ice. He has his head on a swivel, and not because he's trying to dodge saltwater crocs, but rather because he's always looking to make the play. I am amazed at how this kid is playing. I seriously don't know if he ever leaves the ice. I'm just really, really, really impressed with Mackenzie Bolger. And uh, this is his last season of junior hockey eligibility, and I'm not trying to, you know, Hurt the Bellingham Blazers. Uh, I'm sure Rogue Valley and Seattle would appreciate it. But uh, I'm serious. If there's a tier two team that's looking for a solid forward, like I, he just stands out, leaps and bounds. And he, I think he had a Michigan goal to open up the season for Bellingham. So really impressed with Mackenzie Bolger so far. Excellent. And hard to argue with. I mean, there's just too many options at forwards, but uh, hopefully okay. some of these guys get picked up by tier two teams, definitely. Um, now we're going to talk to. I'm stealing this from Steve. We're going to talk about some candy. <laughs> boo, yes. boo, stealing my thunder. I, my yeah, I, I should have, when I've listed this thing, I should have given Steve the tendies here. So I apologize for that. that that's okay. I, I can share the tendie love. As long as Sam's showing the tendies to love, then, then I'm oh, good. And then I'm good. I always will. I'm getting to block off one of my favorites of all time. Anyway. Uh, let's start oh, I love my time. Nabby stuff. You're a big Nabby fan, yeah? Oh, yeah, of course. He was the only good Sharps goalie we had in the past, like, 20 years. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, let's start at number 10 with the USPHL. Yeah, well, uh, I tell you what, it did break my heart. I will say I don't, I'm not going to try to do my best to do honorable mentions this season, but it broke my heart not to put ETA in here. He just missed out on my top 10. Unbelievable. <laughs> the amount of shots he faced. Like, when you said, you know, it's – there shouldn't be a goalie facing uh, that many shots in two games. <laughs> well, he was no close. <laughs> <laughs> ETA is really close, but um, but no. So uh, again, the, the the top ten really did have an incredible series there, and it broke my heart not to add ETA. In there. And I tell you what, also break back into the back of. I've got his game used New York Islander stick that I picked up at Nassau Coliseum um, during a thing. So uh, if we ever get together, you're going to have to, if I get my man cave built there and wherever I move next, you're going to have to check that thing out. I've got a couple game used sticks and a Vokun in the Bakov. Um, Ooh. I got, I love, yeah. I got my Vokun Capitals jersey. Not, I, well, I got my Vokun Capitals jersey, but my Vokun stick, and I got that during an auction at a Caps game. So uh, I was very happy to just carry that around the game. Anyway, at number 10, Nicholas Perry, the 05 from Chino Hills, California, with the San Diego Sabres, stopping 127 of 143 shots faced. Really impressed with Perry's game. Uh, I know it's been a rough start there for San Diego, but uh, I know that um, once they get a rhythm going there, it's going to be a lot better. And that leads me to the next goalie, and that's going to be with the San Diego Sabres, the 06 from Danbury, Connecticut, Jack Signorelli. So, He's the only goalie on this list that hasn't played two games. He's only played one game, but in one game, he faced 62 shots and stopped 56 of them. Really? <laughs> How many IVs did you have after that game? <laughs> he, he played a great game, man. He played a great game. Really impressed with his play. San Diego has got a, 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 a pun, I guess, a bunch of keepers in that right now. <laughs> but, you know, well, they're giving up 60 shots per game. No wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really, really impressive Signorelli. And number eight, it's going to be from the Seattle Totems, the 04 from West Vancouver, British Columbia, Carson Shrimp. Stopping 58 to 64 shots already this season. He's got two wins under his belt. 
really happy to see him on a very competent team this year because he was with the very I won't I'll just say struggling no home rank Idaho Falls Vikings last year in their inaugural season. He he dealt with the the foundation of that and uh it's it's good to see him on a on a very good team and he's he's proven his worth there because uh he's an incredible goalie. At number seven, I'm hoping I say this right, but it's Matus Trinka, the 04 Australian Slovakian with the Ontario Junior Reign, stopping 87 of 96 so far. Just he has played very, very well in that he's faced a lot of really odd opportunities and he stands up tall. So really impressed with Trinka's play so far this season. And number six, it's going to be Aiden Patterson, the 03 from Chandler, Arizona with the Long Beach Shredders. Steve, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. He's played he's played four games. He's a two and one record. So he he came in relief at one game. He has stopped 182 of 200 shots so far. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. Are those quad my quads are burning listening to that <laughs> stat? Oh yeah. I just lost 10 pounds. I really wish I did. But just also <laughs> listening to that stat. <laughs> Oh, yeah, money. ETA and Aiden Patterson giving each other a high five if they could stand up. <laughs> they can get out of the bed in the morning. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah, they have they have definitely been the uh the punished goalies so far uh in in the the Pacific and Northwest. Um they have faced a lot of shots between them. And uh and that was the one thing, like I wasn't counting Sunday's games, and uh we'll talk ETA is probably making the list next week. And I know I keep bringing up ETA, but I think he stopped 71 of 78 on Sunday, but Sunday was the first of October. So it doesn't qualify for this list just in man. I'm halfway through that game. I just know the stats on, but I've already saved uh, at least, well, I was going to save a second one and then the call started. So it was right. I'm like halfway through the game right now, but he had, he had a beauty uh, in the first. I want to say with like seven minutes remaining in the first. I don't know. We'll, you'll see it on the you'll see it on the Pigeon Hockey Podcast Instagram page. And yeah, we'll see we'll see it on the highlights of uh, Instagram page for sure. I'm sure. Oh yeah, he's honestly really really impressed with them so far this season. But the number five, Joshua Griffith, the 03 from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with the Las Vegas T-Birds, stopping 75 of 82. Again, just. Really just playing solid, solid in net. Really impressed with his uh, play so far this season, as it looks like he might be the official at this point 1B. Then at number four, we got Sibal Debiak, the 04 from Laval, France, with the Lake Tahoe Lakers. I'm in his home country right now. I'm as I'm recording this out of Dijon. I have to look up where his hometown is and per in relation to where I'm at. But uh, yeah, I'm recording this from France and uh, heading off to a new location tomorrow. So... We'll see where that is, ladies and gentlemen. You have to listen for the next podcast. But he has stopped 119 of 130 shots so far this season in just three games. So, again, another goalie getting a lot of work there. But he's been really, really impressive. So uh, great to see him having a good season so far in Lake Tahoe. At number three, Kai Rivas. No shocker here. He, I think he was mentioned on every podcast last season, if I'm not incorrect. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we didn't have one where Kai was not mentioned. <laughs> I think he was one of the few that was on every episode, uh, every every awards episode. But he's third this month. Uh, he's the 05 out of Surrey, British Columbia with the Bellingham Blazers, stopping 96 of 104 shots faced already this season. He's just picking up where he left off last year. And number two, Sam Peterson, the 03 from Phoenix, Arizona, with the Las Vegas T-Birds, stopping 75 of 81 so far. And again, a couple beauties that you've probably already seen featured on our Instagram page. He's... <laughs> Just incredible, just incredible saves already this season. So really impressed so far. And then last but not least, I have a feeling that I know who it is, but uh, who is your <laughs> yeah. top ranking for the month of September for USPHL goalies? Yeah, my number one for the uh, the goalies of the USPHL Northwest and Pacific divisions. Number one is going to be a goalie you're very familiar with. Uh, you want to say his name because you probably already know who he is. <laughs> Uh, we call him Eddie back home, but uh, Caden Edstrom with his first career USPHL shutout. Uh, he did. Nothing he... like a shutout. a boy. <laughs> I had no idea it was his first shutout. Like when you mentioned it on the previous podcast, I thought he'd had him already. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's just 
he plays so sound in net that I was kind of shocked that he didn't have one last season. So, but he's got two wins this season, including a shutout, stopping 85 of 80. He's still four from fair play, Colorado. And uh, yeah, really impressed with Caden. Ench- I mean, he was impressive last season. So he's just, again, another goalie picking up where he left off just with a new team. Exactly. Gotta love to see it, of course. You do. You really do. And honestly, boys, uh, great so far this season. I'm really impressed with everybody's play. If I didn't mention on this podcast, it doesn't mean we didn't notice you. When I look at my list here that I might share with uh, with our fellow co-hosts here after we get off the podcast, I've got a lot of names written down out of the, what? Uh, I have to do math and that sucks. 45 players we listed. I probably got, my guess is close to 100 names down. Like, I'm really, really impressed. That's why I had to do a September episode. I think the play so far this season has deserved these players getting their own recognition and not being bulked into October. So if you want to start impressing me, it's already started on Sunday. I've already got names written down for Sunday. (laughs) So we'll be looking forward to that that at the beginning of uh, November for the next time we do our uh, monthly awards kind of thing. Yeah, we will. And those episodes will be broken up between the NCDC and the USPHL premiere. So uh, the first episode I want to drop each month is going to be the NCDC episode. And so we'll be able to talk a little bit more in depth about why I pick specific players rather than just a couple one-liners. And actually, I'll be able to hopefully provide videos to uh, you boys as well um, so you can see what I'm talking about. We can actually talk about why these players were picked. So I want to give full episodes to the NCDC and then a secondary episode. The second one of the month will be to the USPHL premiere. There's just more USPHL premiere West games. and I want to make sure I get through them all. I know I can, if I put in the effort, I can easily get through the NCDC games over a weekend. Uh, it just takes me throughout the week right now. Like I'm just on Sundays games and it's Wednesday night here. Um, so, uh, well, I really want to make sure that to, yeah. to look at for the, for the, uh, mountain and Pacific divisions, of course. <laughs> yeah. There's 12 teams and then some of these teams play three games a weekend or like Lake Tahoe did five games in five days. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, there's a lot to get through. And so I'm, uh, I'm excited for it all though. And excited to give the, uh, the, the boys a, a shout out, uh, as the season goes along. But, uh, but that said, we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out to us and follow us on social media to stay up to date. And, um, you know what that said, this is the Pigeon hockey podcast with Chris, Steve, and Sam. Have a great one. Hockey fans. Take care. Hockey fans. And remember listeners always clear your crease.